Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. Holy cow, Seth. Weddings, graduations, birthday parties. Holy cow, June is a flurry of everything and anything. Mm. What? Holy cow. Oh, oh, yeah. Good one, dude. Good one. Are you finding that? Do you find that every year June is just like too many things happening? No. No? No, I want more things to happen. I, I can I can handle anything that life throws at me. Oh, wow. You're the coolest. I am. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. No, you, you, you make it very easy looking to do it. But I got so much crap going on. I don't even know which side's up. Like... There's weddings coming up, and this person's wedding, and that person's wedding. I got a couple graduations. I got a ton of birthday parties. It's like, all right, everybody, I want to take a vacation. Sometimes you just got to say no. You know, it's very difficult for me because I love everybody. I just, I'm like, I like to be part of what they want me to be part of. I feel sad. Oh, repeat after me. I love you, but. No? Yeah. Okay. Love you, but I'm not feeling well, you know. But you know what? You don't want to lie, right? Yeah, it's a white lie. Uh, I know. How do you really? Do you really feel any good? Come on. Now you know what though. I I always feel like, oh man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. When I get there, I'm always, oh, I'm glad I went. So I guess I just June has just always been that way for me. It's always been a lot of busy things happening. So I just have to get get over it. I guess. Yeah, we got some birthdays this month too. Oh, whose birthday? We got my birthday and Micah's birthday. Oh, how old's Micah going to be? A one? 21, yeah. Wow. I that went fast. Sure did. Went very fast. Is he walking? A little bit. Oh. Got the four or five crazy. steps going in. His brother and sister were a little, little sooner than he was, but he's getting there. Yeah, but he's got others to help him, so that's okay. Yeah, he's rocking. Yeah, he's rocking it. So I got to tell you about this week's guest. I mean, this week's guest, it, it's today's guest has lived a life. Most people do not bounce back from Seth. I mean, Ashley Brenton ran away from home at the age of 12 while living in the French quarters of New Orleans. I mean, focusing on survival every day, her life was riddled with trauma and abuse. 
Returning to foster care, marrying at the age of 16, divorcing and remarrying several times, her world was consumed with uncertainty and change. Then, in the summer of 1997, her life changed in a way she never expected. A domestic assault left Ashley a quadriplegic with a broken neck. Fitted with a metal halo to stabilize her neck, a rehabilitation doctor told her she was in denial that she would never regain the use of her legs. Alone in her hospital room with little distraction, Ashley meditated on scripture, prayed, and with gratitude for every breath of life she took. With faith, will, and gratitude, Ashley walked again, jumped several more hurdles, and in her life, she manifested her dream of a beautiful, peaceful, and tranquil life. Ashley is now on a journey to move forward with determination, make a difference in the mindset of those who desire to rise above with love, compassion, courage, and vision. And it's with humility that she wants to share her home, her story of survival for people with who have survived child abuse, domestic violence, self-esteem, health issues. She wants them to be positive, have a successful life. And with the aid of Betsy Chase, an award-winning filmmaker, director, producer, best-selling author, and educator who is known for her hit documentary, What the Bleep Did We Know? Ashley is taking her story to the streets. It's with great pleasure that we welcome to our show not only Ashley Brenton, but Betsy Chase. So welcome, ladies, to the One Tough Mother Show. Thank you so much, Ashley, for telling us your story. We're welcome to be, for being here. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Betsy, for supporting me. Ashley, when you're going through this, what, I mean, you're in the hospital room. Um, you've lived already a life of, of extreme highs and lows. I mean, surviving abuse from a, from a child, domestic violence, yes. things, mental illness, um, breaking through the securities and the loneliness to manifest a dream world or the dream life. How do you keep that positive? How do you keep that 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 spark or that that vibration going? Oh, Karen and Betsy, I am happy every day because I've overcome. You know, all I believe the hard times are behind me. You know, because they were extreme, extreme uh, difficult times, and um, you know, and when I was a little girl, you know, I was hospitalized for child abuse, and I had a broken nose, and um, you know. Oh, just horrific things. I had to stand up at attention all night. I, I couldn't sleep. I was sexually uh, abused. And, you know, but, but my life is so different now. And because I, I can look back, it's almost like I, I'm looking at someone else that went through this because I don't feel that it, like it was me, you know, because it's, it's been, you know, several years. It's been since 1997 since I had my broken neck. And that was the turning point because I almost lost my life. And I realized I had to become independent. I couldn't keep looking for someone to, to take care of me, you know, looking for a boyfriend, a husband, you know, anyone. I, I had to uh, go to, I went to school and I, uh, it took me 10 years to get a four-year bachelor degree in women's studies and social science. But what that did was it gave me a, uh, the the drive to, to the to the drive to want to learn more and and 
uh, books. I, I love reading and growing and learning and, and I love, I, I never feel that loneliness anymore and that desperation ever, ever, ever. I, um, I feel joy and I, I do read books on joy and happiness, but it's just a matter of having gratitude for all the good things and opportunities that I have each day, each day. And actually, I have to ask, did you have children? I'm not, I don't, I couldn't find that. Yes, I have a daughter and I have um, a beautiful uh, great granddaughter and I have three grandchildren. And uh, because of mental health issues that happened three years after my broken neck, um, that's still kind of a difficult thing. I mean, not, I wasn't abusive, but um, I'm sure that there was um, some embarrassment um, because I ended up, uh, well, I'll let you ask the questions, but I ended up having uh, some uh, history with um, the criminal justice system because I was driving and I had an accident, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so Betsy, when you're doing your research for, for, for you know, the programs or the books that you write, do these people reach out to you or do, do you find them through... I, I always wondered how, how these fabulous stories evolve. You know, uh, both. I find them, they find me. You know, I think one of the things that's powerful about what Ashley is doing is sharing her story. Um, and I'm so thrilled to see that more and more people are stepping up and saying, you know, I hate to use a cliche, but me too, because what's happening in the world right now is that people are hopefully i think beginning to see that they're not alone and that that the the struggles that people have gone through that there there's a connection with other people that have gone through similar traumas or not even the same i mean i don't want to sort of start to say this person's trauma is worse than this person but that that there's an opening of vulnerability vulnerability that's occurring and so you know i is it the chicken and the egg? Do I find them? Do they find me? I don't know. I think there's just a coming together of shared experiences that brings people together to figure out ways to share the stories. And one of, you know, um, one of the things that I do um, and I have made it kind of my mission in life is through what I do, which is writing books or publishing books or making films or making any kind of media is to offer that kind of, information and a connection to who's ever uh, reading it or watching it that's that's why you know we do I do what I do is to help other people go find Ashley I'm getting ready to do a book with Ashley and a, a few other women um, about you know their lives and how they transformed their lives and the purpose of that book is that somebody reading it will read a story Ashley's or one of the other women and and say, I can do this. I, I have the power to do this myself now because that's what we need. We need, we need Ashley's telling their stories because what she went through is horrific. Um, but if you look at her and listen to her now, you just, you, you sit back and on, you go, wow, if she can, if she can be that much of a light in the world with everything that she went through, I can too. And, and that's, that's really important. I'm going to do a little plug for something. I hope you don't mind, but I'm involved with a group. It's called Gwen Global, G-W-E-N Global. 
and they're a big part of um, women sharing their stories. And um, they do a lot of work with domestic violence, child abuse, sex trafficking all around the world. Um, and one of the things they do is share their stories. And I'm really excited. I'm part of working with them because they're actually releasing an app in the next couple of weeks um, called the Gwen Alert, which is designed, it's, it's on your phone, and it's specifically designed for people who are in situations where they can't just pick up the phone and dial. They can, it's, a, it's a device that they can potentially voice activate or click with the button, and they, uh, five of their closest friends get notified that they're in trouble. Um, they can notify first responders. They can set up a GPS so they can be tracked immediately. Video can go turned on in case they need that. What's going on needs to be videoed. It's an amazing tool for you know. So I'm hoping that you know things that Ashley went through when she was younger. There's a tool now that's becoming available for people like when she was younger. Hopefully, we can get to them. It's free, and I hope people go and check it out. It's, if you just Google or Gwen Global, or Gwen Alert. It's, it's, it's rolling out in the next couple of weeks, and I really hope people who are listening to the show who might be in situations where they need help can get it. That's, that's amazing. And you know what I think, too? I feel that the power of social media is so overwhelming, and so so I'm so grateful for the power of social media. I mean, I know social media is moved, used in a lot of ways that are not, conducive to health and not conducive to um to positive positivity but i think that if you use it in the way that we use it the way that you're that ashley's using it the way that you use it betsy that so many people can hear so much more about what's going on in life and you you have so much exposure to people's stories and you don't feel alone and you don't feel lost how do you feel about that ash Oh, I I uh, I am really grateful for social media. Um, I'm connected on Facebook and LinkedIn. My Facebook is more of spiritual post, and LinkedIn. Well, I'm you know I have written a book, and um, at some point you know I will have it published. But it's um, it's how finding your safe place, how to heal from child abuse and domestic violence. But through these. Um, through through social media, you know, I come in contact with amazing people like like you, like Betsy, and and people that really uh, build my confidence in in sharing my story and knowing that, you know, I'm not I'm not stuck. I'm not sharing my story for any purpose except to inspire others because that's you know that's the heart of heart of who I am and. When people reach out to me, like uh, or support me, like you all are doing, it means so much because I I never had that ever, you know, growing up. So Betsy, I I know that you have to leave. I know that you have an appointment. Thank you so very much for being on our show. Thank you for um, your input. Thank you for what you're doing to bring awareness to these subjects, and um, we we really appreciate it. And if you have something coming up that you think you know you'd like us to know about, please feel free to contact us, okay? I will, thank you. Thank you so much, Ashley, for what you're doing. Um, for oh, the work thank you. you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful, thank you. All right, talk soon, bye. Okay, bye. so um, as again, I wanna ask you, Ashley, um, your past was ex you know, extremely filled with highs and lows. I mean, 
the survival of abuse, both as a child, both as an adult, you know, becoming a quadriplegic, mental illness, breaking through the insecurities, the loneliness, and manif now manifesting this, this life that you love, this life that you've dreamed of. What do you think is next for you? Well, I, I would love to, I would love to contribute in, um, well, financially contribute as well as, as, as well as provide safe homes uh, that promote uh, education, spiritual, uh, you know, education that inspires the, the heart, you know, to, uh, to dream big because I, I haven't quit dreaming. I'm going to continue to dream and manifest. And um, I, I want people to, to be inspired through hearing my story um, when, when I connect, I have some connections, um, a, a woman named Rosie, uh, Dominguez that lives in, uh, Phoenix and she, uh, is a construction, uh, worker, uh, person that, that supports me and wants to, to do more for this community of, of women who struggle through experiencing um, the child abuse, the domestic violence. Um, and so she, she and I have talked about what we would like to see in the future. And I would like to have three homes and whether they be a, a motel that's been uh, renovated or, or just, you know, just, just, uh, just, a, a home that, or three homes, I, I say three homes because, because that's what I can visualize for myself to create. And um, it, it would be for people that don't feel entitled, but have that gratitude for life and want to change their environment and, and heal. And um, so I have to start by doing volunteer work and I have been doing volunteer work in the mental health field for many, many years, over 10, 15 years. But uh, I want to focus more on the abuse prevention and healing from abuse and get more, um, more educated with the quantum physics and energy healing and things like that. Well, I think that's all, that's all fabulous. And I think what you're doing is awesome. And, the fact that you were told you would never walk again as a quadriplegic and, and you went on to do so just shows the strength of your character, the strength of your soul, the strength of your mindset. And you, you, you say again, I'm going to say again that you mentioned you were inspired by so many people like Dr. Weendryer, like um, Helen Keller. And of course, like Betsy Chase's, um, show i mean what the yes. we know that it brings new awareness to people and new awareness to the mind and i think that's the power of everything is to be aware of what's around you to be open to what's around you and to to open your mind to new things yes to take action um and and to eliminate all the distractions because um for me i have to envision what i want my life to be like you know um i can't just I'm at an age where I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at life with, with more, with more joy and, 
if it doesn't bring me joy and happiness, you know, I'm, I'm really, it's not worth investing my time and um, a sense of purpose, you know. So I develop a, a daily practice of gratitude. I, I remind myself what I'm grateful for. And I, I strengthen my spirit by, oh, meditating um, and, and uh, on, on inspirational books and, and tapes and CDs. I, I, I know I mentioned Dr. Joe Dispenza, but, you know, uh, several times because I know that my uh, – my the cells in my body have memory and I'm trying to uh, reprogram my conscious mind uh, I mean my subconscious mind uh, so that I can manifest more easily because um, when I was in the hospital with my broken neck and quadriplegic I would visualize myself running and walking and laughing and and uh, and when I prayed I I just gave thanks for all of that you know I gave gratitude for enjoying my life and I wasn't stuck on the discomfort of the moment because I knew that the struggles were only temporary well it's been a roller coaster ride for you I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy that that you reached out and that you want to share your story with everyone I want to thank you so much for being on our show and again I want to thank Betsy Chase I mean thank you for being on our show um, we can't say enough about what you're doing. We hope that you actually, you continue to heal, you continue to manifest and that everything that you've ever wanted comes true. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Betsy. And um, we want to say that if anybody has any, you know, wants to contact you, are you taking emails? Are you taking messages? Where can they contact you at, Ashley? Oh, oh yes. Um, my email is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-P-B at AOL.com. And uh, they can also connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook, Ashley Patrice Brenton, B-R-E-N-T-O-N. First name, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Um, I don't know if I should leave my phone number, but I'm willing to do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Ashley. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We want to thank you again for being a guest. And again, thank you, Betsy Chase. I know you had to leave for your time. We appreciate everything. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Betsy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back and we have headaches and headlines. Oh, we haven't talked about this guy in a while. He's our favorite person. Who? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein reaches $44 million deal in the Wall Street Journal. Harvey Weinstein and his accusers have agreed to a tentative $44 million settlement reports the Wall Street Journal, citing people familiar with the matter. The agreement would provide compensation for the alleged victims of the Hollywood producer, as well as creditors of his bankrupt business. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. There is no money that I feel Harvey Weinstein could get out of this. There's not a dime. I feel like he should hang from the gallows. Apparently there is. Uh. He's been accused of sexual misconduct dating back decades by more than 70 women. Allegations sparking the Me Too movement that led to a number of high-profile men facing similar charges. Similar, but no, he was like, he he was one of the worst ones. I mean, Bill Cosby too, but some of them were not to that level. But this guy, 
Um, you know, what a scumbag. And God, I didn't realize that if you get, you know, sexually sexual misconduct and you just get paid for it, that's kind of weird. Like this guy should be behind bars. Yeah. I, I actually, Seth, I was blown away because I didn't think there was like a monetary settlement that was going to ever, I mean, 70 women and how much money? 44 million. Yeah. Divide that dude. 7 million a piece. No. Yeah. Wrong. So, oh, not even a, oh, you're right, not even a million a piece. No, not even a million, Seth. I wonder. Well, well, let's see. It might not be divided equally, right? You know, one woman he might have like touched her butt. Another woman he totally like you know, you know, totally took advantage of you know sexually. So who knows? Does this then that wipes it out? Then the guy doesn't have to spend the rest of his life in jail. I don't know. I don't know all the details about it, but you know, what people don't real fail to realize is in situations like this, is that these guys love being the top guy. Like the, you know, he was one of the top guys in Hollywood and now he's just garbage. And that's the worst, that's the worst punishment these guys can have is to take all that, all those accolades away. You know, the Matt Lowers of the world, Bill Cosby, they all are living on top of the world and, and believe in their own BS. Like they were something special. And, and meanwhile, they were being predators the whole time. So, yeah, they take all that power away from them. That that's what it was. It was a power. It was power yep. over women. That's the worst thing that can happen to them. So he, he, trust me, he's suffering. I hope so. He's got kids. Imagine that gets your dad. Ugh. Ugh. Embarrassing. The only thing that people like that can do is like really try to uh, fix themselves and, and start over, and really like get some help help and and understand their why their behavior was wrong and. And try to you know dedicate the rest of their lives to, to doing good. Yeah, I don't even. That doesn't even. No, it is. There, yeah, it's, it's, there's always there's always a room for redemption. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Karen. Sorry, dude. Oh, jeez. You are one tough mother. Let me tell I you. I am. Okay. A huge new perk for hourly workers. Salad chain startup Sweet Green is providing five months of paid parental leave for its four thousand retail associates nationwide. The employer joining clothiers such as Lululemon are in, in introducing paid leave for hourly workers hopes that the move will raise the bar for the restaurant industry, which uh, where paid leave is rare. In addition to the leave, Sweetgreen gives its associates access to an emergency fund that all employees contribute to for use in times of need. Sounds like church. Wow, it's great. It is. You know, like some of those people are thinking like, you know, we're not sure if they want a kids. That would just be like, yeah, we should definitely have them now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, good for them. Start having some kids. Yeah, have more. Yeah. No, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I had a vasectomy in case everybody forgot. Go oh, dear to- God. Let's not get into your vasectomy, please. <laughs> snip, snip. Okay. Yeah, it was a traumatic part of your life. I know. I've heard the story a hundred times. Well, let me tell you one more time, Karen. See, I was laying there. All right. Actually, Thank I was you. I up, actually. All right. Putting an end to secret parenting. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Parents should open up at work about their kids to help change office and company cultures, says Emily Oster, an economist at Brown University. Those conversations could pave the way for a company to start offering paid parental leave, she writes in The Atlantic. Parents can discuss child care obligations like early bedtimes to push for more convenient meeting times, for example. Oster argues that if parents don't mention their kids at work, no one will be aware of the issues that could potentially be fixed. Uh, Nobody cares. I'm, I'm dude. very lucky. I'm very lucky with this because my boss has three kids too. 
Well, that's awesome because most of the time they don't really care. Yeah, uh, my company I'm at is pretty good. I gotta say, they're very they're very into the work life balance. That's awesome. And, and I think that's one thing with the younger generations that's that's a good thing is that that's starting to happen more and more. You know, realize if you keep your employees happy, you'll you'll probably get better work from them. Yeah, I mean that's that's always been my motto. Like the better you treat people, the better they want to help you, work with you, be around you. But that's not always the corporate motto, dude. No, it's a lot of uh, yuckies out there. Okay, what did you learn in your first job, Karen? What did you learn in your first job? Um, I worked in a bowling alley. Well, you learned how to count pins. Um, no, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I served people at like a a little counter and. I helped with different things, you know, little things in the bowling alley part of it. It was kind of fun. It was really cool. Oh, okay. Most people get their first job in a company or industry unrelated to where they eventually end up. Musician Grandmaster Flash got his first job as a delivery boy. Actress Jackie Hoffman got her start as a supermarket cashier. When Sophie Millay uh, shared her own experience working at McDonald's through her teen years, she set off a flood of stories about professionals' first jobs. Where was your first job? Well, you told us. My first job, I did help. I helped the mailman deliver some newspapers. That was my, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. From there, I did some, uh, I was a counselor. I worked at a deli. I was a waiter. All that stuff. Really? You were, you helped a mailman deliver papers? Yeah, he had a side job and he, and he, uh, he took me for breakfast. It's good. That's fun. Yeah, why not? Lee, his name was Lee. I remember Lee the mailman. Oh. All right, shout out to Lee. Okay. Female Founders Rush Unicorn Club. Oh, I shouldn't say unicorn too loud. My daughter will run in here. Unicorns, <laughs> where, where? Okay. Five female-led tech startups in the U.S. have attained unicorn status this year. That's five more whose companies have passed the billion-dollar funding mark than in each of the prior three. While the vast majority of VC funding is invested with male founders, All Raise is working to bring greater diversity to the management and with it, the funding ecosystem. Founders pledge to, to the group to take capital only from firms with diverse investors in their ranks. Walmart CEO Mark Laurie spoke live with managing news editor Caroline Fairchild about supporting female founders through a new initiative. How about that? Wow. Yeah. That's it? That's all you got? I think it's great. No, I think it's, it's amazing. More people should do I mean, every company should be looking at Supporting female entrepreneurs and founders. Mm-hmm. I concur. Amen. What do iPhones do at night? I feel like this is like a, a, a joke or something. What is, wait, what do iPhones do at night? Yeah. Uh, no clue. Oh, just tell us what iPhones do. Okay. Oh, Washington Post privacy experiment with monitoring software found 5,400 hidden app trackers operating on an ordinary iPhone over the course of just one week. A range of trackers shared personal details such as email addresses and locations with third parties, particularly overnight, it said, creating a trove of personal data for marketing and political messaging. While some apps require trackers to function properly, the experiment raises concerns about the transparent use of consumer data. Oh my God, I'm shocked. You know what I do? I go through my apps like every, maybe every couple months, two months, just to make sure there's nothing. Like I, I, 
you know, sometimes you'll touch something and it'll download something. You don't even realize it. Oh, uh, yeah, I hear you. I cut every stinking app I don't recognize. And some that I do recognize, I'm like, ah, I'm done with this. And just, I immediately go through my apps and cut them out. Not Candy Crush. Not Candy Crush. No, I don't yeah. do Candy Crush. Okay. Uh, yeah, so people, uh, maybe turn off your phones or clean up your apps. And clean up your act while you're at it. And your acts and your apps. Yeah, all that stuff. I do like appetizers, though. I still like those. Oh, shut up. God. Those are the original apps. You know, when you're old, you like apps meant appetizers. Yeah, it was back in the day, dude. Back in the day. Yeah, my time. We had apps that were were good. They were delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Remember those? Mozzarella sticks. Apps. Those aren't good apps. All right. Airlines are feeling the love. Okay, people have never been happier with airlines despite the parade of negative headlines the industry has faced in recent years. GD Power's travel survey found that passengers gave airlines a record 773 out of a possible 1,000 points. The score is up 11 points from 2018. The biggest growth was among legacy carriers, which saw their score jump 22 points. Budget airlines saw their scores increase by 6 points. The reason? Passengers are happy with automated and digital reservation and check-in systems. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, me too. I hated waiting in line just for them to look. Yeah, it's. I like the. I like the fact that you just walk up and do it yourself. All right, please hold. Be right back. All right. Hello? Yeah. All right. Beating imposter syndrome. New employees or those who have been promoted can feel a bit like imposters because of the fresh challenges they face. Emily K. Graham told LinkedIn that the syndrome even made her consider resigning from a job. She didn't, though. Somebody saw something in me and that was all I needed to keep going, Graham said. That sentiment was recently shared by a New York Times data analyst who told people, remember you have successfully attained your job and you're there for a reason. Have you dealt with imposter syndrome? I can relate to this. It's, oh, um, totally. It's yeah, it's a little overwhelming. You know, I joined the team when they're all been there like five plus years. They're all like, you know, in their, you know, in their groove and they're, they're very specific what they're doing and I'm working on something new. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. It's not impossible. I never feel like it's an imposter syndrome. I feel like everybody expects you to jump in and work at the level they're at. Yeah, it hasn't been bad like that. I put more pressure on myself, actually, than uh, than I get at, at work. And uh, I've actually taken the uh, initiative and I've been at my job six months and I told my boss I want to give myself a review and go over it with him. Oh. So, yeah, I want to know, you know, because I, I just, I, you know, I just want to be honest and, and straight up and see, you know, what I can work, do better and you know what the expectations are because you know, I'm starting something from scratch, so it's tough. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm just being more aggressive with work. You get older, you realize like 
you know, used to be so impressed with like the higher titles and all that stuff. And it's at the end of the day, you realize it's all BS. You just have to apply yourself and be aggressive, you know, just know how aggressive to be, but, and, and just, and just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Do your thing. Like do they've hired you for your new uniqueness. So be unique. Exactly. Dads prevail on parental leave bias. You know, I'm, I missed this boat. I'm really upset. Oh, um, the biggest ever known settlement of a U.S. parental leave bias case, J.P. Morgan Chase has agreed to pay $5 million in a class action initiated by a male employee who alleged its policy discriminated against dads. The bank denied Derek Rotundo the leave benefit available to primary caregivers of a new child on the grounds that the birth mother qualified for the role. J.P. Morgan said its policy was intended to be gender neutral. That settlement will help uh, compensate some 5,000 fathers who have been similarily denied. You, you scumbags. Come yeah. on. Like you, you make a zillion dollars, J.P. Morgan Chase. You can't like hook up a dad who just had a kid. You can't take off some time. You're going to miss him. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Like, and you know what? That that also makes me mad because they'd be like, okay, you can have off, but you got to work from home. Right. Bloodsuckers. That's what they are. Yep. Yuck. Oh, by the way, I do have, uh, I do have some... Uh, some accounts with them. So I take it back. Guys are great. <laughs> Fantastic. I love you. All right. Summer jobs aren't just about money. Okay. With fewer teens taking classic summer jobs like flipping burgers, it may be time to reconsider the value of such work. Those who profile top executives know that an eagerness to begin working at a young age in, in any setting is a trait they tend to share. But for any teen dealing with the everyday challenges of a frontline job, will hone their emotional intelligence and give them a leg up in surviving in an adult world. Wow, you don't you realize that all these kids now they just go to um they just go to camp, you know? Yeah. You know what? Get a gosh darn job. Get a job. Get a job. Jeez Louise. You know something, Karen, I gotta tell you something. I'm all done with headlines and headaches for today. Well, dude, I can't believe it because it was great stuff. I got to thank again, um, Ashley Brenton and Betsy Chase for being on the show and sharing your, your life. I mean, it's, it's incredible that you've now come to this point where you're very happy. Um, I'm excited to see what becomes of this project with Betsy Chase. And thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your life with us. And with that, Mother Says is, Owning your story is the bravest thing you'll ever do. And that is so true, dude. Think about your past. Think about your life. Think about your story. Owning it has got to be the bravest thing you'll ever do. Agree? I agree. I agree, too. So, everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. We'll have a great show next week. And in the meantime, Seth, I got to go. I got a bunch of graduation parties and crap I got to go to. Oh, poor you. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Talk to you soon.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.